Welcome to episode 103 of the Awakened Soul Podcast. This episode is going to actually be a little bit different. Uh, we have a guest, or not really a guest, but we have something special planned for the In the Minor Hayes segment this week. But nonetheless, any first-time listeners, I'm your host, CEO Hayes. You found your way to the Awakened Soul, part of the Breaks Media Network, uh, which is a media network of just everything black and beautiful between podcasts, YouTube channels, written blogs. We have it all at the Breaks Media. But this week is this week's episode is special to me in general. So um, based off last week's episode, King Speech, we actually had a listener, Christian, send in an email um, with a voice recording of her kind of reaction to it. And it's so touching. It's so well-spoken and thought out that I'm actually going to play that during the In the Mind of Hayes segment uh, this week. Anyone who has not heard last week's episode yet, make sure you go back and listen. Um, and then other than that, in the discussion topic this week, we have actually my youngest sisters who are twins. That is Cheyenne and Katricia are on this week's episode where we discuss uh, growing up, how we were raised, our parents, um, just a, a lot. It's it's a very uh, introspective uh, segment, and I figured it would be perfect because we have my mom on for Mother's Day. We're going to have my dad on for Father's Day. So to sandwich a conversation in with my sisters in between that, two of my six sisters, um, but in between that, I figured, you know, it would be a great uh, just kind of way to transition and bridge the gap between the two episodes the mother's day and the father's day episode so i'm really excited to bring that discussion topic to you this week you also have scoop grady in with the petty news so it's a jam-packed show this week um without further ado we're going to go ahead we're going to get into our intro on the other side of that you're going to get that special in the mind of christian uh, segment this week so aj take it away the following is a breaks media podcast You are now listening to the best podcast in the world. Best podcast, best, best podcast in the world. The Awakened Soul. Best podcast, best, best podcast in the world. The Awakened Soul. Best podcast in the world. The Awakened Soul. The Awakened Soul. CEO. Hey, 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 hey. First, let me say that I appreciate each and every king who was a part of that conversation. And to be honest, I was going to send CJ an email, but I honestly felt like there is so much to type and so much to say um, that I just kind of have to say it. There are several things that you all talked about that I relate to so well just because I watched my father raise my brother and I and the relationship that him and my uncle had is what got him through. So in those moments where my dad was literally losing himself, my uncle would talk to him and check in with him. And there were times where he didn't have an outlet and he kind of had to check himself. But there were moments where my dad had to check himself after the fact because he had already lashed out or he had already cried or he had already done so many different things, um, all the while suffering through multiple sclerosis. And it's just it's crazy how much a man takes on and is never taught or given the opportunity to just let it go. 
there's very few instances in any man's life where he's just able to freely be himself with no judgment or no anxiety of being judged to the point where he's comfortable enough to just be him. And admit that he needs a massage or he needs to meditate or he needs a nap or he'd appreciate it if the house was clean. There, it, There's so many layers to this. Um, I think one of the biggest things is that you guys were talking about just overall. Um, I think what it boils down to is just the idea or the spectrum of being a man and the different layers to that. And. As a woman and as a black woman, I can say that one of the biggest struggles that I see within our community is the fact that we, as black women, say so much how we want such a strong man and how we we want this man to be in our life. And we want so much. We, we require a lot from you all. We do. And yet we don't know how to deal with you when we have you. And when I say deal is probably the, the, the worst word for it, but we don't know how to maintain you and you all worked work so hard to maintain us that we sometimes forget that you all needed to be reciprocated and I'm guilty of it um and really the more that I grow as a human being the more I start to know that once I do find a life partner and do settle down and do make a commitment to monogamy um with my partner and you know making him my husband that that is such a hard job. It's such a difficult and tedious job that we sign up for. You you men, men in general are just men. Okay? You guys are men. And that's just what you do. And it's who you are. But there's so many layers to being a man. And there's the emotional layer and the financial layer and the spiritual layer and the physical layer. There, there's so much. There's so much to you guys. And... Then you guys decide to take on a partner and we get you and you're this man and you're not perfect. You know, we're not perfect. And yet we don't know how to maintain you and we add more shit to you. And then we have children together and then that becomes a different layer. And all the while I can express myself as much as I want to. And I can be this boisterous, you know, out loud crying individual and I'm emotional and things of that nature. And the minute that you decide to do this, I look at you and say, what the fuck is his problem? It's not fair. You guys have just enlightened me so much in this conversation. And I just truly appreciate each and every one of you Kings and, um, thank you. Thank you, CJ, for creating such a safe space. And thank you, gentlemen, for being as open as you were and for being as transparent as you were. It's really hard to come by nowadays. And um, I don't know if this will reach each and every one of you, but I hope that it does. And I hope that it finds you well. And I just want you guys to know that I love each and every one of you black men. And I promise <laughs> that um, once creation gives me the opportunity to meet a being who is ready to become my life partner and we make the commitment to do the damn thing together, I, as his woman, am going to maintain him in such a way <laughs> that surprises the community solely because he deserves it. And 
I hope that you all have partners or find partners um, in this lifetime that you are able to share this with because you guys are amazing. You guys are truly, truly amazing. Ashe. Let me tell you why I love it. Cause he is the truth. Said he is so real. And I love the way that he makes me feel. And if I am a reflection of him, then I must be fly. Because it's light. I shine so bright. I wouldn't lie. I remember the very first day that I saw him. I found myself immediately intrigued by him. It's almost like I knew this man from another life. Like back then, maybe I was his husband, maybe he was my wife. And here the things I don't like about him are fine with me. Cause it's not hard for me to understand him, cause he's so much like me. And it's truly my pleasure to share his company. All right, so that was Christian Brianna, uh, host of Best Friends Talking Shit, um, a a real big supporter. And um, so I wanted to play when I got that voicemail. Uh, it, it touched me. It was so heartfelt and meaningful. Um, and just her thoughts on the last episode on King's speech. And I wanted to share that with you guys because I felt like it was such a, a great voice message to get that I wanted to share it and make it a part of the podcast. So it took the place of the In the Minor Hay segment this week. Um, yeah, it was just amazing. I want to thank uh, Christian for sending that in. I definitely appreciate it. I'm glad that it's, it's always humbling and good to see when your podcast is doing what you want it to do. And it, it, it just means a lot. So um, I, 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 I can't say enough about that. I know there was a pretty lengthy musical intermission um, after that. And that's because I really wanted to kind of it to just set in and set the tone. And um, I felt like that song was just perfect to kind of play after that um so now we're going to actually get into the petty news from the one and only scoop grady i will catch you guys right after this yo yo what up everybody scoop grady with the petty news report what is going on once again everybody so much in the news let's get right into it first of all if you got food stamps on deck shout out to you because y'all the real mvp and i still ain't got none memorial day weekend is here y'all let me know what y'all doing out here but on the other side salute to the toronto raptors the first time ever they going to the nba finals they should have gave Drake the trophy because Drake been trolling the Milwaukee Bucks all series. Drake is the GOAT when it comes to the playoffs. I don't know how the hell he get under people's skin. I don't know how he do it, but Drake be on point from the clothes to bashing to talking. Just He don't even say much. That's the crazy thing. And he... Milwaukee banned him from the arena forever because of what he did to the Bucks in the playoffs. That's how bad it is. Yes, Drake is the GOAT. Give Drake the trophy. Next. Love and hip-hop star A1 Bentley is back with another video of him posting his nails painted yellow, green, red, and purple. Now, I usually talk bad about him, but I mean, hmm, 
We it's other people that do it. You know, white people used to do it. Well, they still do. I'm sorry, but now we got people like Shaquille O'Neal who paint his toenails. Okay, I don't know why. That's a fucking big ass hood. You know, you got people like Two Chains. You got people like Lil Uzi Vert. So I mean, I guess it's a trend. It's not my kind of trend, but I don't know. I just don't understand what what route we trying to get the the kids to go. But you know. Maybe they're not doing it for the kids, but you know, at the same time, you got to look into that because kids see that and they think that's the right way to go, especially boys, you know, but uh, I don't know. We're going to have to fix this. We're going to do something else. Yes. Next, they're going to be playing with Easy Bake Ovens and then, you know, somebody will come out with a big cake. But anyway, next, Growing Up Hip Hop Atlanta is coming out with its brand new season in June, everybody. We're going to hear about why Bow Wow and his girlfriend got into that issue where, he, where she scratched his face up. I don't know if everybody remember that, but they got into a big fight. And Bow Wow's gonna sit down and talk about it They got a new person on the show It is R. Kelly's ex-wife Yes, I can't wait to see this This is gonna be very interesting So, make sure y'all tune in If y'all down with reality shows If y'all down with growing up hip-hop You know, it's gonna be interesting Next, the movie Aladdin Dropped everybody, has anybody seen the movie Aladdin? First of all, I heard Will Smith did a phenomenal job I heard the movie is definitely A movie to see, it's definitely for the kids It's definitely for the adults First of all, if you're an adult, you remember how it was as a kid So you definitely need to see this movie I can't wait to go see this movie I, man, Everybody, please, if y'all have seen the movie Tell me what you think, but don't give away everything And last but not least, the petty question of the week As it is Memorial Weekend if somebody's barbecuing at 12 o'clock, what time do you go to the barbecue? That is the petty question of the week. If somebody starts barbecuing at 12 o'clock, what time do you get yourself there? And that is all we have. Continue to love and support us, and we are out. So that was the petty news uh, from the one and only Scoop Grady. Now it is time to get into the discussion topic um, of this week's episode. And I have a special treat for you guys. It's actually my sisters uh, who are on this one. And uh, we talk a little bit about everything from uh, being biracial and what that means to just our parents growing up in our household, favorite memories of each other. Um, it's a really good conversation. It's really personal. Um, and it came out a lot better. Well, I won't say a lot better than what I thought, but it got a lot deeper than initially what I thought it was going to be having them on. I thought we were going to have fun, talk about growing up. But uh, once we got into that that biracial conversation, it took a whole uh, new turn, and I was happy with where it went. So I'm going to share this with you guys. We're going to take a brief musical break, and then on the other side of that, it is going to be me and my twin sisters, Cheyenne and Trisha. Um, I'll catch you guys after that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I told you guys I was going to have something special this week. And coming off the interview I did with my mom, my dad's coming up on Father's Day. I really was trying to figure out a way to like bridge what would be the best way to bridge between those two interviews. And I figured what better way than my little sisters to have on. So we have my sisters, the twins, Cheyenne and Katricia are on the podcast for the very first time. What's going on, Cheyenne? Yes, hi, bro, bro. <laughs> what's going on? Oh, <laughs> you. uh, you're good, you're good. And then Trish, what's going on, Trisha? Hi, bro, bro. What's going on? Uh, so are you? You got how? How nervous are you guys from the scale from one to ten? <laughs> I'm very nervous, but I feel honored. <laughs> I'm nervous too, but I'm glad I keep uh, put this on here. <laughs> so, uh. I know I didn't put this on y'all list, but like listening to the interview with mom, what did you guys think? I'll, I'll go first. I thought it it, it really touched my heart because uh, 
I don't know, being away from you guys and growing up from you, you being such an age difference, we didn't really we didn't really talk about stuff like how you and Mama talked about and the stuff I didn't know and the way you talked about me, I didn't know you thought that way about me. So it was really hard one. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funny because like now that we're all grown, it's it's and apart. I think we don't get to have like those those conversations that we probably need to have now that we're both adults. But you guys know, like I uh, I was basically helped raising you guys at a point, so it was weird to have like serious conversations with you guys. But Trish, what did you think about the interview with mom? You said what do I think about the podcast with mom? Yeah, I thought it was cute. I thought it was real cute, just like the stuff that you were saying and like. When you and mom was talking about how y'all relate to women, I thought that was cute. You know, like, like, she was like, you still call her for stuff. And I never knew that. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. Because, like, me and Cheyenne with dad, I feel like me and Cheyenne are real close with dad. And, like, you're really close with mom. So I was like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, that, I don't like that because it was the, it was the opposite way for me growing up. Like I was super close with dad growing up. I know you guys probably don't remember that, but like now, of course, because dad lives all you guys live all the way in California, and me and mom are the closest too. It's it's it, it's weird that our relationship is kind of switched that way. But yeah, I, I I bother mom all the time. She's the only person that can calm me down when I'm pissed off, and you guys know I get crazy when I get pissed off. <laughs> yeah, mama's boy. Mama love her to quit. I'm a cockcoy. I'm a cockcoy. My son. <laughs> I tell my son. Oh man, that's funny. Um, so let let's get into the into the topics. Um, so the first topic is like growing up. I I put with our parents and Cheyenne. I think you the one who caught that. Or no, it was Trish. But growing up, having the parents <laughs> that we uh that we did, like what. Cause I and I, I'll put this question on here because it's so we have different experiences because I remember for the most part of my life mom and dad being together and it's kind of the opposite for you too so like what what was it like for you guys having our parents as parents and then like do you guys even remember at all like them being together? Um, I have very faint memories of them being together, so I don't really remember a lot. Um. Yeah, I only really remember them being apart. So, growing, I would say growing up to them, they're completely different. I honestly don't know how they're together. And they, they, uh, they, they like raise us differently. I mean, the same, but they have different. Like, mom's more like a laid back and a chill parent, and dad's more strict and serious. So, I yeah. would say growing up with mom, it was easy because you always had somebody that you could talk to a friend. And dad is somebody that's serious about if you need something like serious or stuff about like you know serious stuff he was always someone to talk to and be there for you okay that's fair what about you Trish yeah like I don't remember them together for real at all but like Cheyenne said mom was like the um laid back one chill one like you can go to about like anything and dad was like the one you just like like when it was something about school he wanted he, like I would go to him like if I'm struggling with school Go to him about that. Ask him questions about that because he'll make sure you on that. And mom just like that you don't like your friend. Yeah, mom. Mom is definitely the friend. Dad is. Well, I don't know. Dad has his moments too. Like he has his silly and goofy moments, but it's it's dad always looks like he's ready to punch somebody so it's hard to like joke with dad because you never know <laughs> if he's serious or if he's in a in a playful mood. Yeah, dad. He's always he always like he's angry. Maybe that's where he get it from. <laughs> it is. It got. It has to be like, yeah. That it's so funny because like dad would be sitting across the room and I'll be looking at him. I'm like, damn, he looks pissed off. 
And then the next thing you know, he's like messing with Alan or something. It's like, I don't know. Dad's hard to read. Like by his facial expressions, you can never know how he feels. Sorry, bro. What was you saying? I was just saying by dad's facial expre- facial expressions, you never really know how he feels because he always looks pissed off. Like, yeah. So, like, going from living with mom, because you, you guys lived with mom from when whenever mom and dad split until basically a couple of years ago, you guys lived with mom. What's been the biggest adjustment from going from living with mom to living with dad? Um, I would say dad is – He's he's very hands on and he wants to do everything. Everything he he wants to like pack our lunch, <laughs> uh, fold our, like uh, wash our clothes. He wants to do everything. And I think another thing I would say is that he's always in our business. Like I mean, it's a good thing, but he always wants to know what you're doing, this and that. Mama just like she was just chill, but Dad wants to know. I guess we say Dad's more stricter, but he, he's not as strict as I thought he was because I thought when I moved out here it was gonna be hell, but. He's actually, he's not that strict. Okay. What about you, Trish? Yeah, like that. He's more like all in your business stuff, like Shane was saying. Like, he, like, with school, he wants to know, well, he does, like, we'll tell him, like, when our test is, he'll be like, oh, did you study where your test is due at this time? What are you doing? Like, stuff like that. And just always make sure we eat every single meal. If we, like, if we don't have it packed, he's going to pack it and make sure we have it and stuff like that. Man. So like going from that like from um going from mama to that mama mama's more like let you be independent and dad's more like always trying to like be all in your business. Not, it's not like it's a bad thing, but it's just like it took some time to get used to because at first it was kind of annoying, <laughs> but now just like but now I was like okay, that's fair. Yeah, and then dad, I would say he's like he's very like, and mama's they're both very loving, but my, dad loves like. Before you leave the house, make sure you give me a kiss and hug goodbye. And it's like when you touch it, it's like leave the house bye. And he's like, oh, why didn't you tell us? Give me a kiss and give me a hug and tell me you're leaving and stuff like that. So I would say, yeah, that was just like a more hands-on parent. And he knows, like, if he knows you have a test tomorrow, he's going to make sure you stay up all night. And I'm going to study. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like the dad He's going to keep you up. <laughs> that sounds like the dad I remember. Dad is, yeah, he's has a trip with stuff like that he doesn't that's one thing dad takes very seriously at school like he does not play about that shit at all yeah you guys got lucky though because you got dad after he learned how to cook dad didn't cook shit when i was growing up at <laughs> all like not <laughs> like it, it's so because i remember like when mom would like go out of town like to her like beauty shows or whatever um dad like we would just order pizza like that's it we order pizza and me and dad's thing is we would always go get i think it was like a four for four at arby's at the time where you get like four roast beef sandwich i can't remember maybe five but that's what we used to always do now like looking at dad sending me pictures of him grilling pizzas and like all types (laughs) i'm looking at this this stuff like where was this when i was growing up so I, i guess because mom and dad split maybe he learned how to cook more because dad didn't cook shit when i was growing up i'm sorry i know he's gonna be listening to i'm sorry for cussing dad (laughs) <laughs> no dad cooks all the time now i guess he learned he, he had to realize that he can't eat pizza for the rest of the <laughs> <laughs> and you mean dad used to eat cold pizza in the morning like for breakfast like it was real Ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so um i guess that's it with with our like with mom and dad but 
I will say this, like the one thing that I do, uh, I hate that you guys didn't get to experience mom and dad together for real. I guess you get to see them like when, because they get along fine now, um, unless mom's getting on dad's nerves, but, uh, or vice versa. But like, I will honestly say mom and dad, the way they were growing up is at least in my, my eyes is like the perfect husband wife couple. That's why it took me so by surprise when they were, when they got divorced, because all I remember is like positive memories of them together. I don't ever remember them arguing. I know they did, but I don't ever remember any of that until like literally right before they got divorced. And then it was like batshit ass crazy. Well, let me let me not say batshit ass crazy, but they started getting into it more often. But like, yeah, before I was before I was like 15, 16, I can't ever really remember mom and dad getting into it. I remember dad going off on everyone else, though, but never mom. <laughs> And I wish I would have guessed to experience them because it's like, you would, that's something you can look up to and know what, like, how a marriage is supposed to be. But all basically all my life, all I know is my parents always been divorced, or that I remember. Fair enough. And yeah, that's, that's why, like, me and Cheyenne, we say now that we don't want to get married because, you know, if we're not, we didn't, like, grow up with our parents together. So we always say, I don't want to get married. But hopefully that changes one day. It, it'll change. It'll <laughs> change one day. It's like Trish always said, Trish, aren't you always the one who says that you don't ever want kids? You're definitely going to have kids. You'll probably be the one who has twins. I just want one kid. That's it. Yeah, you're going to have twins then, just because you said that. What'd you say? I said you're going to have twins then, just because you said that, that you only want one kid. No, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so since we're talking about our parents, what's the... um? The best thing, best memory, best thing, whatever about mom. I'll let Trish go first. The best thing about mom. Mm-hmm. The best thing about mom is like, she's always like, she always got your back. Like even if you, even if you like in the wrong, she would, she would tell you in the wrong, but she ain't gonna like be like, oh no, like you know, she gonna always have your back, and like she always. You can always talk to her about anything. You know, she might be mad at what she's hearing, but she's going to still, like, listen, you know? And, Mommy, you can joke around with Mama. You can just, like, talk to her like she's your friend and your mom, like, stuff like that. Okay. What about you, Sha? What's the best thing about Mom? I would say the best thing about Mama is that you can talk to her about anything. And Mama, she looks at it in all aspects, and she tells you, like, the real. Like, she don't. She don't look at it like dad just looks at it like oh, we got to be serious. Mom, she looks at it all aspects and she's understanding. And yeah, let's just say she's always there for you and she always has your back no matter what. And you can yeah, you can talk to her about anything. And another thing I'll say the best thing is mom is mom like no matter what, she always made sure we didn't we didn't ever go without anything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mom would work her ass off to make sure we didn't go without anything. So. Dad would too. We they, might have they been both struggling, would. but we never know. Yeah, that is you. Yeah, I know, and it's funny because like now growing up and looking back, and I know you guys like once once, and I don't say this like as a negative, but once you guys like grow up and get completely out on your own and realize like just how stressful this shit can be, you realize like damn, mom handled that well. Like that's that's where I've gotten with my life. Like once I got out on my own and was buying my own and didn't like had everything had to come from me. It was like. How the hell did my mama do this with 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 all these kids? Like I don't understand it. So, um, what's the best thing about dad? 
Mm-hmm. I would say the best thing about that would probably being that another thing is that dad he he's a good person to talk about like um like when you try to do stuff for life like serious things like when I was trying to like get a credit card or when I was thinking like about jobs or what I should do with school or um stuff just like serious stuff like that I feel that's a good, that's another thing that good that 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 is there for and that's always good as a support system um on things yeah i would say he's good as a support system just sometimes when he doesn't agree with you he makes it known very very well which isn't always the best but yeah i would say that okay what about you he's, he's a good support system that he is trish um the best thing about dad um I would say, yeah, he's a good support system, like, when, um, like, because when we trying to get this new job, he just make, he, like, he, like, make, he making sure everything, making sure, like, I get everything done and helping me figure it out. Like, I feel like that, like, um, with, like, real life stuff, he's, he's always on me about that. And making sure, like, when I had to, um, bring, bring my, uh, license out here, he was making sure I was like on it, telling me what I need to do, make sure I got everything done, studying and stuff like that for the test and stuff like that. Another thing I would say about dad, he, I feel like he always pushing you to do better, and that's another thing I would say. He always trying to prepare for the few for the future and have a plan and having like, oh, yeah. if plan A doesn't go well, have a plan B, have a plan C, and he's always trying to make you plan and have pushing you before like. No, you can do it. That's not your best. Do better and stuff like that. So I would just say he's always trying to push you to do better. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I think my favorite, like one of my favorite memories of dad, I'm not going to say much just because I'm waiting for my, uh, my, for dad to come on the podcast for Father's Day. But, um, when dad coached my football team one year, I absolutely effing hated it. But looking back at it, (laughs) it was honestly like he was, he was pushing me. And that's the thing about dad is he's always encouraging. And dad's one of those parents who honestly, he sees the, he sees the best that you can do. And then he holds you to that expectation. He doesn't ever let you like, let you think like, (laughs) Oh, a B, a B plus is okay. You know, if all you can get is a B plus, all right, he'll still fuss at you to get, to push it up to a, um, cause I can imagine dad saying, well, B plus is only a couple points away from a minus fix it. Um, <laughs> but if he knows that you're, that you're capable of getting an a plus, he's going to encourage you and push you to get to that a plus. So dad's very, very good about that. Even though he, uh, yeah. he, 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 he's crazy. Now I'm just dad. Y'all don't, y'all never, have y'all ever gotten a whooping from dad? Yes. And no. I for like three days, <laughs> man, I used to hate it. I, God, that's the one benefit that you guys I can't relate. Yeah, didn't have to uh, worry about because I had to get those. Wait till your dad gets home because it was just me, me, y'all, and Mama for the longest. Like you, you didn't ever have to worry about that. I will say this though: um, one of the proudest moments, my favorite moments as y'all, y'all older brother, is the day that I got called to come pick y'all up from school because y'all got in trouble for jumping that boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that might seem crazy, but it was because like. What, who who did he mess with first? Was it you, Shire, or was it you, Trish? It was me. But yeah, I, and I protected him. Yeah, I just love the fact that it's like, nah, y'all ain't, you ain't finna mess with my sister and y'all, like, beat the little boy up. That was amazing. So, 
What they call you a thing? Cause oh, cause mama called me because mama couldn't leave work. Remember that's when I was living. I was on my own. I was living on the south side. Um, but I was off during the day because I worked overnight. So I had to come drive out and get you guys. And I picked you guys up. I remember that's when you guys were going to the school that was right at the end of in at the end of our subdivision. So it was like a walking distance. Um, was that elementary? Or was that middle? School? That was still elementary school, right? Yeah, yeah, and I had to come pick you guys up from that. That was I drove out to come get you guys, and I stayed there until Mama got home. But I was proud of you guys because I'm like, nah, don't nobody fuck with my sister. So <laughs> even though I won't talk about somebody getting kicked out of school, but that ain't none of my business. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was what's one of, both of you guys? What's a favorite one or two memories from growing up as kids? I'll let you go first. I remember you said growing up as a kid, mm-hmm. like of us all together. Yeah, I mean, it could be any moment from childhood. Us all together. I, I, yeah, do do all of us together. Do all of us together. Okay. Well, my favorite memory, like of all of us together, is like uh, when me and Shane graduated from high school, and like all of us was together in the house. Oh yeah. And dad was there and all the all your kids was there and we just all together like a family. That was that was nice. And I miss like I like the times where like when um you and the kids would come spend the night with me and Mama Shy and we were all just like up talking about old times, just eating dinner together and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, that that was that's some of my favorite memories too. What about you, Shy? I would say yeah, what Another, well, one of the recent ones would be when I graduated uh, college and everyone came to the house and you were just there every day when dad was there and it was like family. It just made you think about like, oh, this is what it probably would have been like if mom and dad were still together. So that's a good memory. And then a, a memory that I would say with uh, me or mama and Trisha is a memory where uh, I love, this was Thanksgiving where you had like rekindle your relationship with mama. And I remember we were all sitting around the table and we were talking about what we were thankful for. And I remember, like, how he was saying, hey, you're thankful to have mom back, you know, like, your mama back good. And it was very, like, heartwarming because it was, like, like even though we had rough passions, no matter what, we're family, we're going to get through it. So that was a good memory. Yeah, that, that, and I think I remember that, too. But even though when mom was on the podcast, she said me and her aren't very much alike, I think we're more alike than what either one of us understand because, like, we – I think that's why me and mom used to get on each other's nerves so much because we're a lot alike. That's what I think, but I know she disagrees. <laughs> what do you guys think? Who do you think, Who out of us three, who do you think more is most like mom? Cheyenne. I think I think you think like mama, but you're stubborn like that because dad don't like nobody to tell them nothing. I always think you're right, and I think that's how you are. So mama, you have mama's attitude, but you always think you're right to them, and mama always thinks she's right too. So <laughs> it's just like that's how I wear my head. Yeah, I remember one time me, uh, my mom were going back and forth because she's like, "You always think you know everything." I'm like, "You always think you know everything," so that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what's up. Uh, what was the next question I have? Um, oh, but before I get into this last one, it's just one that just popped in my mind because it was asked, um, on the episode I did with mom. Growing up as biracial, did you guys ever feel like? Did you ever feel weird about it? Or did anyone ever like make a big deal about it? How did you guys f- feel growing up as biracial uh, children? Uh, I would say growing up biracial, I think it's I think it's hard because 
when we were living in like St. Louis, we, we went to the school. It was always the, we were like it was all black kids, and we were the only like biracial white kid, as they want to say. And then I feel like people like they look at you different. I'm not saying like I had got racist like in that school, but I mean like racist like like I said I got treated different, but people just look at you different. But it wasn't until like I went start going out and um in a white school in St. Charles, and there was like only white kids in every class. I'd be like the only black person, and people would be like. You know, I feel like they look at you different, and people are standoffish, and you're, like, ousted. And I, and I still feel like that. Like, I feel like I never find a place where I actually, like, fit in 100%, because even here, it's, like, all Mexicans. And so, like, it's always, you're always the person, like, the ousted, and people are always like, oh, like, how'd you get your hair like that? Oh, like, just asking questions like that, and it's, like, annoying, just because, you know, you were different. You don't try to treat people like you're, you're different. And I remember one time when I was at, in high school, in the St. Charles, where the white people, the, this girl called me a nigga. And that's when I, like, I was like, I don't know, that's my first time really experiencing, like, something like that. And it just was, like, shocking that even many, many years after, you know, this, and people are still treating people like that for what? So I would say, I I, didn't, I would just say people always look, I just always felt opposite. I never felt like I belonged. Wow. Did, Trish, was your experience a lot like Shaz? You know, I would say the same. Like, I always feel like I don't belong to because it's like you never like really fit in with just with I don't know because it's hard to fit in with like black people. Then it's hard to fit in with just white people. And then like other races, they don't get it because they always like Cheyenne said. They always I even hear it to this day. Like I still question how do you get your hair like that? What do you do to your hair? What do you do? And it's like I don't do nothing. And people like always ask that and just stuff like that. Like oh, like. Some people be like, oh, like, I remember this one person out there, like, I was, like, walking down, and they were, like, this guy was, I don't know, I was, like, this guy was pointing me out, he was, like, she was, like, oh, no, that girl's white, you know, like, I don't even look white, like, how, and stuff like that, so, just, yeah, like, trying to say, you just don't, like, never fit in. Do you guys ever, like, get tired of, like, like, does it ever get annoying to even have to say, yeah, I'm half white, half black. Or do you just want to be you? Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling how I want to word it. Like, do you ever feel like stop worrying about what I'm mixed with? Because I know you guys probably get that a lot. Like, what you mix with, and just be, embrace me as Cheyenne and Katricia. Like, it doesn't matter what I'm mixed with. Like, do you guys feel like that a lot? Right. Yeah, I feel like that all the time. I hate when people are like, "Oh, what are you? Like, I'm human. What are you?" <laughs> I just hate when people ask that. That's so annoying. Like, it's. I don't know. It's just annoying who people. It just that race is such a factor. It's, that is just so annoying. And then like when you come, oh like oh I mix with black and white. Oh, is your mom white? Is your dad black? Like why does that matter? It's none of your business. They just it's just like people are like fascinated. Like you're a freak show when people tell you when you tell them like you're biracial. They just they have so many questions. Like it's unheard of. Yeah. Yeah, and I like I hate when people like try to guess what I mix with. That's kind of annoying. Yeah, especially. I got, do you guys like as living in California? Does anyone ever like confuse you as being Hispanic? Yeah, people always talk to me in Spanish. People think I'm Hispanic. They always talk to me. In I always think that. <laughs> That's sometimes funny. I understand it, but sometimes like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> how much? How much Spanish have you guys picked up on being out in California? What was that? How much Spanish have you picked up on living out in California? I can't understand a lot. I just, I don't know how to say it back. Like, yeah, I, I can understand what I, you're saying. 
yeah, most of the time I can understand what you're saying, but I just don't know how to respond back. That's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. So because that, that, I think that's an important topic. So like anything, any words or anything that you'd want to tell anyone who's like not biracial and like, or someone else who is biracial. So you guys are adults now. You guys are, are damn it. You guys are 22 years old. That's so crazy. Wow. I just instantly felt old because I'm 10 years older than you guys. Um, like anything that of a younger person, let's say a five-year-old uh, biracial girl came up to you and asked you for some advice on how to how to handle the questions that she gets. What would be your guys' advice to the younger crowd? Mm, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Mm, that is a good question. I would just say that, like, if people keep asking, you, like, "Oh, you're you're like, what are you? What are you?" and you, like, you want to say you don't want to keep answering and you want to say something in a nice way. I would just be like, you know, I'm. I'm Cheyenne. Like, what my race doesn't define me. I define me. That's so I powerful. Tell them, like, you don't. People don't need to look at you of your race or your skin color or anything like that. They need to look at you the type of person you are. And why I don't understand why race is such. Why why race is so important for people to ask that all the time when that doesn't define me. That doesn't define the person I am. That doesn't define how I act or anything like that. Is That's that's good. They're both good answers. You both you answer those good. Um, I think that's important for people to hear. Um, I'm gonna ask you guys both both this just because we joke about it all the time. I think it'll be fun to talk about it on the podcast. Who has the worst attitude between the three of us? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. It's not you and Trish. <laughs> no, I think me and Trish have the most have the worst anger issues but the worst attitude shy i don't know i don't know i love you but i, I yeah. you snap <laughs> i have an attitude problem but i'm nice <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i asked you guys who's the most like mom who's the most like dad uh i i think honestly i think like i'm most like mom, I think Trish is most like dad. I think you're in a mix. You're like a, actually like a fifty-fifty of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Trisha has such an anger problem. She could just be sitting there, and then she she mad at her for no reason, and that's how dad is. Or if something's not working, they take it out. They just get hella mad and take it out on an object just because it's not working. Yeah, I thought I punched just, a lot of walls growing up. Trish don't play. <laughs> <laughs> Trisha messed up her whole closet door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Trish, what's uh, because like with me learning how to manage my anger, I think I've just focused it in on like, like, like doing the podcast or being creative or having sports because I, and I, it sucks because as your older brother, I should have helped you. I get learn how to manage your anger knowing that I had to go through it too. But I honestly have, just now really learned how to manage it the last couple of years but what's been what what ways do you use to manage your anger Wait, what'd you say Baba? <laughs> what ways have you learned to manage your anger better um 
That's a good question. Um, probably listening to music. That's one thing that helps a lot. Okay. And then, yeah, listening to music, and then just sometimes just trying to calm down, just trying to like chill for a minute, and just think like, is is it really worth being this mad over? And like, sometimes driving helps me too. Driving is soothing, especially like if you can leave the windows down and it's like well, you guys live in California. I'm sure you get to do that more often than I do. But like if it's like feeling good outside, you could just leave the windows down and drive. There's no, almost nothing better than that. Yeah. <laughs> why are you laughing, Shy? Because, you know, me and Trisha have anger issues. Is that why you laughing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're Trisha got anger issues. I'm normal. No, nah, you got an attitude <laughs> issue. Lord, and you love drama. <laughs> All right, last question, and then I'll let you guys go. I know, Cheyenne, you got to get ready for work. So this one is, um, how do you feel like our parents have raised us differently than other other people or other kids and parents that you've seen growing up? Uh, I would say, so I would say our parents, they spoiled us a lot, but they always taught us to be grateful for what we have. And I would say they always told us how to help others because we always, always had somebody at my house that, like, we always took in somebody was either one of our friends and my mom always took care of them. She always taught us, like, even though we have everything we want and they give us everything we want, to still be grateful because they're all going to be taken away tomorrow. And that, to, like, appreciate it and to always help others. To get, not only to receive, but also to give. Good. Look, Cheyenne, look at you just dropping bombs over here that's that's Mm -hmm. awesome what about you trish (laughs) but yeah i I definitely agree with that too because like like even like to what she said like they spoiled us but they always told us to be like grateful for stuff and always like help what we can't help for other people because like even still now like when people do little like people like at work they'll open the door for me and they'll like give me something i say thank you after every single thing and I remember, like, this guy was like, why do you say thank you so much? And it's like, that's just, I don't know, like, I always feel like I need to. Even if, you know, you tell me not to or nothing, or if I just said it a minute ago, I still feel like I always have to say thank you because you don't have to do anything. Because, uh, that That's what, um, I, you know, both of the parents, that's how they, like, raise us to be like. I think, and I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good trait. Yeah, I do too. I do. They definitely raise us to be respectful and uh, grateful of everything that we have. They worth ethic too. That's one thing that they've both taught us is how to work our asses off. So yeah, that's yeah. true. That we can get anything we want as long as we work hard for it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right. Well, um, any so last words just because I know our parents are listening. Any anything that you want to say to mom or dad before we go ahead and, and get off this uh this podcast? I would say I want to say to both of them I love them very very much with all my heart and I appreciate every single thing they do for us and I know it was hard growing up with all three of us like three of us and dealing with all our you know problems and stuff we had but thank you so much for always being there and always being someone I can count on and always being someone I can talk to and. Also, maybe not understanding every decision we made growing up, but at the end of the day, they're still always there for us. And I just want to say, basically just say thank you for everything. I just want to say um, thank you for everything, and thank you for, like, always being being there for us. 
and never like giving up on us, even after a lot of stuff that we did. And I love you guys all very, very much. All right, that's what's up. Do you guys want to like give your social media or anything for anyone to follow? I don't even know. I don't even follow you guys on social media. But do you want to give your social media for anyone to follow you who listens to the podcast? Yeah. I, okay. Well, um, my Instagram is underscore t r i s h h a underscore underscore. And yeah, that is a lot, Trish. I need you to shorten that up some. <laughs> Nobody gonna remember all that. <laughs> it was easy. <laughs> it was just Trisha with uh, two H's and uh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sean? <laughs> we get it. Uh, it's too long. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I want to thank you guys for taking time out to be on my podcast. I know you guys have been nervous. You got you have to come back. You have to come back. I'm gonna pick something out that we can all talk about and come back on. Maybe maybe we'll do something like crazy for like. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll pick something out. Siblings Day maybe next year. I don't know. But we'll do something again. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Oh, yeah. uh, you're thank welcome. you. It's for honor. Can I say something about you? Sure. I want to say thank you so much for making me. Well, not, not the only thing, but the most thing that I'm most grateful about is thank you so much for making me happy. <laughs> That's yeah. the best thing. Really? That's one of the best things. Really? Not not everyone I used to pick y'all up and y'all used to stay weekends at my house for making you an auntie. That's fine. I'll take it. That's fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love my nieces and nephews so much. You need to see them more often. I know. Y'all need to yeah. make a trip out here. That'll be so fun. Back home smoking legal. I got more slaps than the Beatles. Point shit running on diesel, dog. Playing with my name, that shit is lethal, dog. Who you say what? Don Corleone. Trust me, at the top it isn't lonely. Everybody acting like they know me, dog. Don't just say it now, you gotta show me. What you gotta do? Bring the clip back empty. Yeah, asked to see the ball, so they sent me, dog. I just broke off with a 10 piece, dog. There ain't nothing, I'm just being friendly, dog. Just a little 10-piece for it, just to blow it in the mall Doesn't mean that we involved, I just what? I just uh, put a rigid on the card, I ain't go playing ball But I'll show you how the fuck you gotta do it If you really wanna ball till you're five and you're back against the wall And a bunch of niggas need you to go away Still going bad on them anyway Saw you last night but did it all day Yeah, a lot of murk coming in a hard way but Got a sticky and I keep it at my dog's place Girl, I left you loving magic, not saw shade